The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. With the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Jake From, Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass, on X and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. Puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Well, we're here. It's the end of the college football season. It is the morning of January 9th, 2024. And for the first time in 729 days, Jake, Georgia is no longer the reigning national champions of college football. Michigan, number one ranked Michigan, finishes the season undefeated 15-0. They beat number two Washington 34-13. They are the national champions. We will recap that game. I got a couple of other news and storylines across college football as we put a bow on this season of punt and pass season seven. Second season with Jake from in the fold. It's been a lot of fun. Jake, what's up, man? How are you? Yeah, man, it's been a blast. Can't believe college football is, man, it's finally over. Um, kind of depressing a little bit um, just because it is just so fun and enjoyable to watch. It's exciting. Um, all the good stuff that goes around with it, but all good things must come to an end. And that'll just give us an excuse to look forward to next year. But uh, doing well, our season just ended as well. Yep. Um, so the wife and I are packing up here in Washington, D.C. and ready to head home today. Absolutely. Getting back to the great state of Georgia. All good things must come to an end, Jake Fromm says. Here's what does not come to an end. The discount you can get at Solomon Brothers Jewelers, thanks to them being the presenting sponsor of the Punt and Pass podcast. That's right. It may be January. The holidays might be behind us. But you've got anniversaries. You've got birthdays. You've got honey-do lists that are a mile long. If you want to gain some favor on the home front, head on over to Solomon Brothers Jewelers. They have three amazing locations for you to shop at. One is in Buckhead, 17th Floor Tower Place. The other in Alpharetta, just past the Avalon, a brand-new location down in Peachtree City. Solomon Brothers Jewelers has the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an in-store experience that is totally unmatched. When you go there, mention the Punt and Pass podcast or myself or Jake Fromm. You can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. If you don't know what you want, go check them out on social media. They are at Solomon Brothers on X and Instagram. 
SolomonBrothers.com. I was there last week again. Uh, Jackie's ring that I got her for we we get a ring for each child that we've had. So we got wow. Olivia's ring, a uh, little nice. stack stackable ring situation. It's okay. absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so huge shout out to Jaron and the whole team over at Solomon Brothers. Jake, I'm sure you'll be making a stop there when you get back to the great state of Georgia. So check them out at Solomon Brothers, SolomonBrothers.com. Yeah, we can just go ahead and recap the game. First things first, Michigan is your national champion, 34 to 13. This one kind of got out of hand a little bit later in the fourth quarter. I think the score, the final score would say this game was not that big of a blowout. Michigan won both lines of scrimmage, Jake. They were so fundamentally sound, but here is what it comes down to. Michigan had 303 rushing yards. Washington had 301 total yards. So yeah. really, they dominated on the ground. They didn't turn the ball over. It was kind of one of the ways that you thought they would be able to win. Um, physicality, toughness, and playing for all four quarters. Yeah, I love the game plan for Michigan here because they didn't deviate from who they are. Yeah. Like, they dominated at the line of scrimmage. They dominated the point of attack. Um, and obviously, yes, they dominated uh, the offensive line, dominated Washington's defensive line. But I think the unsung hero here is Michigan's defensive line, who made Michael Penix just feel uncomfortable the entire game. Like, you watch this game, this is not the same quarterback that we saw the previous 14 games. Mm-hmm. Um, he was having to make uh, quicker decisions. He was having to anticipate a little bit more. Um, he was just a, a little bit off. Uh, couldn't get to to this progression or that progression and, and, and couldn't see the field as good as he's, he has seen it uh, the entire season. And it, it cost Washington in the biggest game of the year. It's just a few missed deep passes. Like watching the game, that's the first time I've watched, watched Washington all year. And just it, they never seemed to have to hit a deep ball, right? Yeah. Uh, it was I, I think one play away, and they couldn't make that one couldn't play do to it. get them right back in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Kirk said it in the in the booth, but I think it was the first time under this head coach where they didn't have a pa- a pass past twenty yards in the yeah. first half, which is bizarre. A, a great stat in itself already, but just. Just proves the point of of Michigan's defensive line just causing havoc the entire game. DVs obviously played well. I mean, they have a an elite uh, receiver set there, Washington, and just really never do. just never really felt like the passing game developed at all uh, over the course of the game. I've got this written down in my notes, and you just sent it. Michael Penix Jr. was just a bit off all night. Passes that we're so used to seeing him make throws that he has been so deadly accurate with, they were just a little high. They were just a little outside. They just weren't as in the bucket as they have been to get those huge chunk plays in which he put up gaudy statistics all season long. And those elite wide receivers were able to make those explosives week after week. The Huskies could just never get that one play. And there were often times where you're like, wow, if they had just had made that play, this would be a totally different ball game. Washington was just two of 14 on third down. And when I talk about Michael Penix, just being a bit off, You gave the credit to where it's due. The Michigan defensive front. They were collapsing that pocket all night long. He never really had his feet set underneath him. He was never really able to step into throws to make those accurate passes. It seemed like oftentimes he was scrambling outside the pocket. He was throwing off his back foot. He was just heaving stuff up, hoping 
for a prayer, and and Washington only had 46 rushing yards. So they weren't really able to sell any sort of play action or get Michigan's defense guessing. So in a spot where Michael Penix has really been able to show up in those big games last night, Jake, 27 of 51, two interceptions to just one touchdown. Michigan, again, 303 rushing yards. Blake Coral and Donovan Edwards both went over 100 yards. Both had two touchdowns. That was the biggest difference in the game. And I said it when I opened this up. The final score, 34 to 13, really doesn't tell the story. With 11 minutes and 30 seconds left in the game, in the fourth quarter, Washington gets a big 36-yard chunk play. Michael Penix off his back foot to Roma Dunze. The score was 22-13. Washington was down by seven points with less than 12 minutes in the game. They were driving. It felt like they were about to go score. And then there's laundry on the field, Jake. Kind of a controversial holding call on number 73, Rosengarten, who had a couple of penalties, call back some big plays all night long. Right when you thought, here we go, this is going to become a game. Washington's finally going to go make a drive. They get that big chunk play. It gets called back on this holding call. I had you watch it again before we jumped on to record. What were your thoughts on the holding call? Some were saying it was a phantom call. A lot of people on social media said Washington got called all night. Michigan never had anything called on them. I feel like it was almost like the motion of which the players were falling and maybe where the hands were going. I don't know. I'll defer to the quarterback. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, I play quarterback. I'm an offensive guy. Um, but I can I can see where, you know, the white hat's coming from, the, the ref behind the quarterback, like what he saw. Like 99 times out of 100, when you see that, that twist, torque, pull and push uh, motion that the right tackle did, 99 times out of 100, that's an easy holding call. Now, when you have the opportunity to, to slow it down uh, and see it, uh, hey, it really just looks like the Michigan guy trips and, and falls over. And it, it, there wasn't it's like whole, he didn't even hold him. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of pushing and pulling really at all. But man, in real time, having to make those split second calls, uh, it's tough. It's obviously one that um, I'm sure a lot of Washington people and fans. Really wish that didn't happen because that that's a, a point in the game where they can gain some momentum, come back. I mean, they're only down seven at the, in that situation. So that's really tough. I, I'm leaning on – it probably was, but I, I think the call could have gone yeah. either way. And just sadly, it went the uh, the wrong way. And I, I think it would have made the game a little bit more exciting, a little more, more fun to watch. Uh, but uh, I, I think – Michigan, either way, still still earned this win. No doubt. Regardless of the call. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they really, it was 17-3 to at one point. I thought in the first quarter or right after the first quarter ended, it looked like Michigan was about to score another touchdown and go up 21-3 to and have that game get way out of hand. Washington's defense, I'll give them tons of credit. You would not have sold me earlier in the week by saying Washington's defense is going to keep them in the game. And that's exactly what they did. They hung on there in the second quarter. They had a big stop on fourth down before halftime. Really throughout the third quarter, they held on and allowed Washington's offense to have a chance. But then you have to start pressing. Penix throws the interception that almost goes back for a touchdown. Michigan goes up 27 to 13. And then they knock in another one late. 
for the final score of 34 to 13. So Big Ten champs, Harbaugh gets over the hump. Michigan wins their first national title since 1997. Now the storylines are where does Jim Harbaugh go from here? Will this Michigan victory be tainted? Will the NCAA step in and close their investigation on the sign-stealing scandal that's been going on? Before we get to that, how would you rate this game? Did you enjoy watching it? Uh, Did you think it was a good football game? I was kind of indifferent. Of course, I'm going to tune in. I love college football, but I don't know. There was a little left to be desired. Um, very interesting. You asked that question because uh, last night we had a uh, quarterback dinner. Oh, uh, so we, were, we were in a back room. We were all sitting there watching it on the TV. Where'd you go? What restaurant? Steakhouse? Talk to me. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy. A place called the Falls in, in Falls Church, Virginia. Okay. Um, but you're about to yeah. be like Outback Steakhouse or something. Nothing no. wrong with Outback, but I'm glad you at least had a nice dinner. Yeah, no, we, no, we had a great dinner. Uh, really, really good just to kind of finish the season and uh, finish with a little bit of time spent with the guys. But um, it seemed like a common theme that that all the guys kind of felt and said that they just didn't really see see the game didn't seem all that hyped up. Yeah. Like the the media really wasn't pushing it as much. Uh, they weren't quite as excited to watch it. I mean, they're going to watch it because it's the national championship. But I don't know. Just to, to for those guys, you know, Jacoby and Sam, they both said, ah, it's, it's just a little, you know, maybe a little off or yeah. um, not not quite as exciting. Uh, the game was good. It, you know, it was good all the way down to the uh, the end of the fourth quarter. So not like the Georgia TCU situation. I know uh, that, that's obviously good, you know, for dog fans, but um, I, I, th- I thought it was a good game. And uh, I think one of the top two teams in the country won the national championship. Yes, I would say that too. I mean, Michigan's obviously a big draw national brand, most all time wins in the history of college football. I could guarantee you the committee and ESPN was begging for Michigan to face off against Texas. I think that would have had a lot more national lure, um, be interested to see what the ratings were. I mean, in comparison to last year, the ratings were abysmal when Georgia blew out TCU, Georgia, Alabama, a couple of years ago, that was a big game of, especially for us being down here in the Southeast. But, um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of felt the same way as well. I wish Michael Penix jr. Would have played better. I mean, Washington had an unbelievable season. That's not to take anything away from Michigan. It just goes to show you that yeah. style of football, right? Physicality on the lines of scrimmage, run the ball. Don't turn the ball over. Uh, if you do that consistently, oftentimes you're going to have a great chance. And Michigan goes 15 and 0. College football 2.0 is done. We now enter college football 3.0, which of course is a 12 team playoff, super conferences with four West Coast teams joining the Big Ten. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I, I'm very fascinated to see what college football will be like for the average fan and for the super fan. Heading into 2024, the AP, the Associated Press, Jake, they just released their final rankings. Unanimous number one, of course, is Michigan. Number two is Washington. Number three is Texas with two losses. I thought that was pretty interesting. Number four is Georgia. Number five is Alabama. So Georgia finishes the 2023 season at number four in the final AP poll. Alabama right behind them at five. One, of course, Michigan, two, Washington, three, Texas. I don't know, Coach. I just if you just told me that Georgia and Michigan played on neutral field, you just I you just because you can't yeah. out Georgia, can't. Georgia. It would have been a great game. I can I can yeah. confidently Thank say you. that. I yeah. think it would have been a great game, knockdown, drag out. Georgia obviously got healthy. Michigan has a certain brand of football. 
uh, with one week to prepare on a neutral site, I think that would have been a very good game. And of course, you're on social media, you're seeing Georgia would have smoked both these teams. I don't know if they would have smoked Michigan, but I can confidently say that Georgia was one of the best teams in the nation. Yeah, honestly, season's end. I think they match up better against Michigan yeah. than they would have against Washington. To For be honest sure. For sure. Um, There's no question about that. Yeah. So no still super thought about that. So that's it. The 2023 season is over. Michigan are your national champions. If you had to guess, you think Harbaugh goes to the NFL? Jake, in his post-game interview with Scott Van Pelt yesterday, he was talking about spring practice dates. He was saying we're going to push things back. Hopefully we get some better weather in Ann Arbor. In the moment like that, of course, he's just going to go process, process. But there's a lot of rumors going around, and there's a lot of very intriguing head coaching openings in the NFL. What would you have to guess? you think Harbaugh kind of rides off into the sunset, bringing a national championship back to his alma mater. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think, I think he does. I think he rides off in the sunset. I think he takes think so a, an NFL job um, just with all the, the stuff that went on yeah. uh, at the beginning of the year. I just, you don't know what the ramifications of that are, is going to be next year. Um you just you don't know. Hey, just let's just yeah. leave it leave it in the past. Let's move on to bigger, better things. Could probably make a boatload of money um, getting an NFL job. And hey, why why not? Like, yeah, go just, get a Super Bowl. Hey, why why not? Let's go uh, face off against uh, Brother John and uh, yeah. Super Bowl again, right? Uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this but during the game. John Harbaugh, I, I think surprised him. Just, yeah, just just by how Jim reacted. Um, but John shows up on the sideline. like That was cool. Yeah, kind of comes over, wraps his arm around him. You know, hey, how, how you doing? What's up? And uh, yeah, Jim Jim looked all like surprised. And I mean, that's just, that's pretty cool to me. Um, just, you know, brother showing up and surprising you at a natty. And uh, both both these guys are at the top level in uh, in both leagues is, is pretty, pretty cool stuff. No question about it. You know, if Jim Harbaugh does go back to the NFL and, and and tries to win a Super Bowl, which, of course, that would be his goal, he would cement himself as one of the greatest football coaches of all yeah. time. There's no doubt about it. While he was the head coach at San Francisco, he went 44-19, and 19, took them to three NFC Championship games, and went to a Super Bowl. I mean, he is a really, really good coach. So I think his style fits in the NFL. I think that's where he wants to kind of find that success, uh, and I think that's where he will be. What team remains to be seen so we enter into college football 3.0 as peter burns from sec network put it 12 team playoffs super conferences longer seasons two bye weeks texas and oklahoma join the sec usc ucla washington oregon join the big 10 it's fascinating times fascinating times i feel like and i hope so i hope the off season is short i hope we get back to college football very soon all right, I want a couple of other storylines before we get out of here. I saw this quote, and I, and I just have to bring it up because it's hilarious. Talking about the Michigan sign-stealing scandal, I don't even know who said this. I, I see it from Brett McMurphy on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. This is a quote from an Alabama official that was given at the Rose Bowl. Quote, look, an Alabama official told me at the Rose Bowl last week. Everyone, and I mean everyone, is stealing signs. Michigan was not the only school doing this. Added an industry source. I don't even know why he would go this way. Quote, Kansas basketball cheats more than anyone. 
and they didn't do anything to Kansas. The only pure thing in college athletics is Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt sucks, end quote. That's what this guy said. I was like, so Kansas basketball gets a huge ricochet shot, (laughs) and then he just completely dunks on Vanderbilt, saying Vandy doesn't cheat, and that's why they do suck. And I believe it's Brett McMurphy. He ends this by saying that's where college athletics is in 2024. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, or you're just Vanderbilt. So, wow. you know, is I guess it goes back to the age-old question. Is stealing signs considered cheating, or is it simply in the form and fashion of which you do it? Because you and I sat here in week six when all this news broke and said, yes, of course everybody steals signs. If you're that dumb enough to have your signs steal a bull – then people are going to take that information and use it against you. But I just found that fascinating. KU basketball getting a big old slap across the face and then Vanderbilt. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Caught in the crossfire here at Kansas and Vandy. That just, (laughs) that sucks. I don't, I don't know what else to say about that, but yeah, man, we, we talked about it earlier. If, if it's on tape uh, and you can see it 100%, it's fair game. Like it's a competitive advantage. It's an edge. Um, however, I, you know, where it gets blurry is what Michigan did with Connor Stallions and the allegedly allegedly in the advanced scouting, uh, going ahead in person scouting in person to, to, uh, to opponents you're going to play later in the year. That's where the lines get blurry. I'm pretty sure it explicitly states that you cannot do that. That's correct. But they allegedly did it. It's a it's a blurred blurred line there, but hey man, if I'm if I'm watching tape and I see what's going on, that's what watching tape is. That's what you do. One hundred percent. I'm going to use that. I'm going to you know put that in my little brain notepad. Yeah. And if I see it on Saturday or Sunday, hey, and I know it's quarters, and I got a a post alert for quarters. You best believe I'm taking that five step drop and I'm letting her eat. So absolutely. No question about it. Got to do what you got to do. And Jim Harbaugh in his post-game press conference yesterday remained adamant. These guys are innocent. We did nothing wrong. We did not cheat. This is a pure win. They did everything they're supposed to do. I mean, just continued to say it time and again. So there you go. We'll see what happens, please. Two things I believe both of us can agree on wholeheartedly that we want in college football. Number one, televise the committee Committee meetings. Absolutely. We would love that. And two, let's just go ahead and put the earpiece in the quarterback's helmet. Let's just let's negate all this stuff. You don't need it. We have the money. We have remove the the gray area. Remove the gray area. Exactly. Thank you, Jake Fromm. Thank you, Jake Fromm. Um, Here's something. I, I have a question, and you might judge me after I ask this question. Okay. So just you probably have no idea where I'm going. You might think I'm a bad guy, but I promise you I'm not. It's a great way to start this off. <laughs> what the hell's going on with the Kirk Herbstreet dog deal? I, I mean, is is this the most tired storyline in college football? This dog is, is standing on the 50-yard line 10 minutes before kickoff of the national championship game. This dog is in the booth with Kirk Herbstreet after the game. We get it. It's a cute dog. I I love dogs. I don't need to see the dog having his credential for the national championship game. I don't need to see the dog on my social media. I love dogs. Is the Kirk Herbstreet dog 
storyline tired and played out. Judge me if you want, Jake, but I'm like, okay. I, I mean, look, my sources tell me that dog took a shit in the 49ers locker room a couple of weeks ago when they were doing Thursday night football. It's a dog. I mean, what are we doing with the dog? I'm trying to watch football. Am I a bad uh, guy? I can't wait to uh, text Charlie after this and get the official Oh, scoop. yes, please do. Actually, he just called me a second ago. Let me see you should just text. text him and say, yeah. I'm taping a podcast with Drew Butler. Dude, he said he heard Herstreet's dog took a shit in the 49ers dog locker room. in the locker room. Okay. Text Thank you very been, much. Text has been sent. We right, will wait on you. confirmation of the story. Uh, I'm I'm leaning. I, I love. First off, you know, disclaimer. Of course, absolutely love dogs, man. It's love a beautiful dogs. dog too. Beautiful dog, right? Um, but I, I am probably going to lean more on your side on this. Just I just don't think it's needed, right? <laughs> like once, maybe twice. I, I think it's I think it's cool. Oh, hey, I didn't know you could do that. Or you got a lot of pull. Uh, you know, now it's just kind of ah. I'm just I'm I'm okay with it. I'm I'm good. Um, I, that's for me. Like that's that's me going to work, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I, I'm going to work. So, ah, uh, so it's just it's just not needed. In my when opinion. I was at the Georgia uh, Ole Miss game, in which Fowler and Herb Street did that game on ESPN, it's it's ten minutes before kickoff, and the dog is is gallivanting on Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium. To, to your point, you're, you're trying to go to work. Yeah. You got this dog running, you know, sideline to sideline, standing at midfield. I don't know. I just thought we love the dog. I, I know it got credentialed at the Rose Bowl. I, I know it's cute. I, I think we need to retire the dog bit in 2024. Sue me. Sue me. Sue me. Nice. All right. A um, couple of last news and notes. How about Quinshawn Judkins? Ole Miss running back. It was reported that he was asking for around $1.2 million in NIL compensation to come back to Ole Miss. They do not meet those demands if that, in fact, was the case. He is headed to Ohio State. So wow. get this. Ohio State has gotten Will Howard, quarterback from Kansas State. Seth McLaughlin, the embattled center from Bama, Alabama's center who had struggled all season long. He's heading to Ohio State. And Quinshawn Judkins, so a little – three-headed monster heading up to Columbus. Any thoughts there? I mean, I think Quinshawn Junkets could fit in pretty well on that offense if they utilize him correctly. Yeah, I just – I'm so surprised uh, that they let him walk. I know. Uh, I mean, that was that was their guy. I feel like the offense just – just it just flows through that that player. I mean, he he's a good player, and um, yeah, I – so you got you got to be able to find and, and do something to help this guy out to want to stay. So um, that sucks for Ole Miss, I, but I, I do think he will have a lot of success at Ohio State. I think that's a, a great system for him. Yeah, he's going to have plenty of opportunities. Um, and, and lost yeah. a lot of receivers as well too. So it's not like they've yeah. got ten elite wide receivers. They'll be leaning pretty heavily on Quinshawn Judkins. I, sure. I think so. I think if I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw them lean a lot more towards. Uh, maybe a Michigan style offense running the ball and trying to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, time will tell. We'll see, but uh, having him in the backfield definitely, definitely helps the case for that. Absolutely. Uh, last bit, Kevin Steele retiring uh, from Alabama. I oh. know you have a relationship with coach Steele. You've been recruited by all these guys. So he is retiring. Alabama will be in the market for a defensive coordinator and a lot of people 
I saw last night are worrying. Maybe Nick Saban comes over to Georgia staff and says, hey, Mr. Glenn Schumann, would you be interested in being the defensive coordinator at Alabama? Of course, Schumann, the co-defensive coordinator right now with Coach Will Muschamp. Schumann's been with Kirby since day one at Georgia. I don't think he would take the lateral move, regardless of pay. I don't think he would do that. I uh, I just don't see that happening. He yeah. had the opportunity to uh, be a defensive coordinator in the NFL yeah. um, and didn't do it. I think he loves Athens. Uh, I think his family loves being there. Um, and he's making a boat load of money a to of be cash. a co-defensive coordinator at the University of Georgia. So taking that lateral move. And that roster is stacked next year at Georgia. Roster is absolutely stacked next year at Georgia. So I don't think he will be leaving the University of Georgia either. You got any news for me there? Yeah, Charlie hits me with a, I don't know at what game, question mark. So it must have been their Thursday night game because that was what Herbtree would have done. So. It uh, I, well, my sources said it happened, so yeah, I, I mean, sources, yeah, absolutely. Like, you, it's not a confirmed yes, and it's definitely not a confirmed no. You know, Charlie could have been so locked in, um, yeah. you just you just don't know, absolutely. So, well, man, that's about all I got. Um, college football, I'm sure some news and notes will continue to break if Harbaugh leaves Michigan that will be a massive coaching vacancy that will surely have some ripple effects Jake teased it at the end of last week's episode possibly Brian Kelly at LSU then LSU's open so just understand the trickle down effect of a Michigan football head coaching vacancy but hey we'll jump on here get a couple of episodes going for everybody keep you up to date on the haps around college football Thanks so much for tuning in. It's been an awesome, awesome season. A huge thank you to our presenting sponsor, Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Go check them out. They will give you 10% off your jewelry purchase if you mention punt and pass. Simply the best. Three amazing locations. One's in Alpharetta just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead. 17th floor tower place and a brand new location down. In Peachtree City, the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed. I can guarantee that because I literally was just there It's unbelievable. Their Rolex and watch selection is sick as well. Check them out on X and Instagram at Solomon Brothers, SolomonBrothers.com. Check us out on social media at Punt and Pass, at Drew Butler, at From Jake, PuntandPass.com. Jake, you're about to hit the road, head back down south to God's country, Athens, Georgia, Watkinsville area. What you got for me? What what you got on the way out? Nothing. uh, Got a long drive and pouring rain. Um, got a lot to sit and ponder, get ready for the uh, off season. But uh, man, it's always bittersweet for me when football season ends. You know, yep. um, you just you enjoy it, enjoy it a lot. And uh, man, when it's Never over, take it's it over. For granted. Never man, take you can't. It for granted. Can't, especially especially when you get. My age and and where I'm at in the NFL, you just you never How old know. Twenty eight, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five. God bless you, man. I'll be 35 in May. So you got a lot of good years ahead of you, Jake Fromm. Just I think I, I think I do. I think I'm I rooting do, so. for you, man. Thanks, I'm buddy. rooting for you. Well, hey, I appreciate you. It's been an awesome season. Appreciate everybody. Hit us up on social media. Have a fantastic week, and we will talk to you later on. See you. Yep. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.